Welcome to Storytime with Uncle Reddit, a podcast where I read some of the best posts from across Reddit and around the web. Each episode is a collection of funny content that includes subjects like tales from tech support, entitled parents, choosing beggars, pro-revenge, and more. Today's episode is all about tales from tech support. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Well, hey guys, welcome back to the channel. So today, me, my son-in-law, and one of his friends decided to make the long trek over to Micro Center over in Rockville, Maryland. And where I'm from, that is a two and a half to three hour drive, depending on traffic. It's a cool place. It's sort of like, you know... Disneyland for techs, all kinds of stuff. You can't even imagine, unless you've been to one, uh, the amount of parts, peripherals, computers, mice, keyboards, uh, cables, soldering equipment, Raspberry Pi stuff from beginner to advanced, you know, and I was the big spender of the day. We drove two and a half to three hours and I got this, an APC. Nice, huh? Although I will say, this will be nice for organizing my stuff under the desk because the uh, cords don't fight each other as bad. There is actual good surge protection and, uh, yeah, decent USB charging. So, eh. All right, let's read some stories. Excuse me, I can't help you with that. So this happened a few minutes ago. I'm a tech support agent at a very large global company. We do all kinds of stuff. My department mainly handles general first-line support for customers. I get the occasional weird call. Sometimes customers have a weird problem and sometimes the customer is the problem. To me, these are the highlights of my days, but I digress. Today I got a call that started normal with a normal issue, but quickly went sideways, like so. Me. Alright, so your issue's been resolved. Is there anything else I could help you with? Customer. Sure, I still have some questions. My pharmacy stopped prescribing this weight loss through... <laughs> my pharmacy stopped prescribing this weight loss drug and my doctor won't prescribe it to me. Can you do this or make them? Me. Uh, I'm sorry, what? Not sure I follow. Customer. My doctor won't prescribe this medication. Can you? Me. Uh, I'm sorry, but we're company A. I can't assist you with pharmacy stuff and medication. Customer. Huh. I thought you guys were a big company. Is company A. No matter. Me. Anything else from our products or services that I could help you with? Customer, actually yes, I have a huge bank account with money from all over. Can you help me make a few transactions and help me with some connections towards this company? Me, at this point completely given up. Miss, this is company A. Please, please contact the right support or people for your issue. A few back and forths later, I finally get through to her that I am from company A, not her doctor, not her banking support. Customer, so about that prescription, can you at least get me that? <laughs> me. Uh, thank you for calling. If you have any further questions, please give us another ring. Have a splendid Sunday. Customers can really do a number on you. Wouldn't it be nice if there was like one global customer support line that you could call? You know, hey, I can't get my prescription. Yeah, I need legal advice. I can't figure out why my car is making this funny noise. And then maybe, you know, as a bonus, you could get some actual tech support taken care of. Hello, you've reached tech support. How? Oh, no. I work in a tech support department in a big call center for a phone slash internet slash TV company. I get a call last week. Seems fairly normal. 
Customer's pretty upset because our crappy ass sales department, don't get me started on them, messed up the order and it got cancelled and customer was supposed to get the modem today. He sounds like he's 40 plus years old. He starts up with asking for a manager. I try to calm him down and I get to that order and then he starts. My wife at 20 years old was cheating on me. She left me and threw away all my stuff. Told me to move out. She took everything away from me. Everything. The kids too. Kids are visiting me today and they need the Wi-Fi for homework. And listen, at this point I did feel bad. I would feel even worse if he also wasn't cursing me out and I forgot to mention he was really, really, really drunk. I have a feeling not having the modem today for the kids is not as bad as being dead drunk on that day. Anyway, I feel really bad about all this, so I get to sending the modem out again. I go into ordering. I try to resend equipment. During all this, my customer seemed to mellow down. Got a little quiet, but I heard some scary gurgling noises here and there. I ignored it. I finish the order. The gurgling and what seems like snoring get really loud. I tell the customer we're finished and that unfortunately we can't get the modem there today. No response. I'm pretty scared at this point. I don't really want him to respond. Drunk people freak me out so much, even on the phone. For reasons I won't disclose. But I have to do my job so I try to, hello sir, hello, are you there? For a couple minutes with intervals of me just being silent and texting my team leader to ask him what to do. I finally give up. This man is 100% asleep. I hang up. I did finish the order for him, even though I shouldn't do it without his verbal approval, but I knew he does need the modem in the end and at least he'll get a text message confirming the order. There's no added cost for resending it. Farewell, drunk sad man. Hope your kids won't have to stay at your place while you're in this state of being. Yeah, it is kind of sad when people feel that hopeless that they need to get so drunk that, uh, you know, they feel like they need to do that just to cope. I hope his kids were all right and were able to go back home so this guy can work out whatever issues he's got. Uh, I understand being distraught that your wife cheated on you, but, uh, yeah, I don't know what to say about that. On the other hand, Having drunk customers call up is just uh, something I don't wish on anybody. When I was a teenager, I worked in a pizza place. We had this guy that would call up about once a week, every Friday or Saturday, give or take, and just plaster it out of his mind and try to order Chinese food. And no matter how much I tried to tell him that we didn't make Chinese food, we made pizza, he just wanted to argue. He would keep me on the phone for top five, ten minutes, sometimes fifteen. Even if I hung up, he'd call right back. It's amazing how he knew the number and still thought it was Chinese food. Keeping your head below the parapet. A survival tip from the old retired tech support guy. This is only my second post on here, but following that I had a few requests for more stories. It seemed from my last post that a lot of you work in fairly high pressure environments. For myself, I was on IT support for a large London trading bank. Moving on later to become the IT manager of said bank, answerable only to the IT director who shall remain nameless. During my nine plus years at this bank, it was a woman IT director for around the first six years until she was replaced. Now this lady, it must be said, was feared by all the IT staff, myself included. When she was not happy about something, the whole floor could hear her. Her shouts from behind her closed office door made most people freeze with an uh-oh, who's getting a new one torn now expression. It must be said that I only experienced her wrath on maybe four or five occasions during my six-year acquaintance with her. And she did, after all, give me the job at the bank in the first place, so I'll not speak too badly of her. This lady was a highly intelligent woman who spoke three languages fluently, Italian, French, and English. The bank I worked for was not an English bank, though being based in London, everyone spoke English. The first time I got called to her office was because an important overnight report never got printed because of a glitch in one of the servers. 
I stood in her office and stood looking at her in amazement as she looked me in the eye and shouted something like, What the bloody hell, French, French, expect to, Italian, Italian, French, right now. And don't you, Italian, French, Italian, Swahili, report. Well, you get the picture. She couldn't stick to one language when she lost the plot. And any one of the IT staff she happened to be having a go at could only pray that they said the right thing at the end of it. So what have you got to say? Phew, I understood that bit. You then hoped your next reply would fit. Sorry, it won't happen again. Or, sorry, I'll look into it right away. Usually sufficed. And you then left and tried to figure out what she was going on about by gleaning information from others. I quickly found that by adopting an old tactic I had learned from my previous jobs, I avoided being stopped and called into her office. Basically, get yourself a clipboard and have some papers on it. If you leave your office to go from A to B for any reason, grab that clipboard. Always walk with purpose, glancing at it occasionally. Most people's IT problems are fairly minor, seeing you purposefully striding past, clipboard in hand. A lot of users will think, hmm, maybe I can check the power lead myself, etc. Even if it's a pretty serious problem, it'll give you a few seconds breathing space because although they may stop you to quickly tell you the problem, they won't expect you to fix it there and then because, hey, you obviously have bigger fish to fry. I don't see any of this as being a cop-out, but it was a coping strategy for me. It allowed me to decide if I wanted to say, sure, let's take a look, or glancing worriedly at my clipboard and saying, sorry, I'm on my way to a meeting. This latter one more so when I became IT manager. I even used it when called into the director's office. I only had to quickly glance at the clipboard while she ran it in tongues for her to say, do you have a problem? I could then reply with something along the lines of, one of the servers is showing an imminent hard drive failure. Well, what the hell are you doing standing there talking to me for then? Go and sort it. Okay, so some of you may look at me in a bad light, but remember, IT support people get a lot of unnecessary crap and very little thanks. Everyone thinks their issue should be sorted first. If this takes the heat off or gives you a little breathing space rather than have a nervous breakdown, then why not? It also helped me remain calm when everyone else was running around like headless chickens. Especially if you have an IT director running out of her office shouting, Servers down! Servers down! I used to calmly ask myself what the issue really was. Was the server down or had a power breaker tripped on a row of traders' desks? If it was a server, which one? Which floor? Think about causes, effects, solutions, then apply said. Getting caught up in other people's madness does not help you or others. I dare say some at the time would look at me and think, he acts like he doesn't care. I did care, I just didn't panic. Never underestimate the power of an important looking clipboard. It reminds me of the Jason Bourne movies. Grab up a, you know, something to help your disguise. A clipboard, a pair of glasses, a uniform looking hat, something, and walk like you have purpose, like you're supposed to be there doing what you're doing right then and there. Most of the time, people would leave him alone and act like he was supposed to be there to begin with. I'm not sure I've ever tried it, but it might be worth a shot. I wonder if that would work here at the house. I'll have to find a clipboard. I'll get back to you on that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Owner of company needs a talking to. I'm pretty new to this Reddit, but I feel at home. So I've been in IT since the mid-90s, mainly support and management of support. This happened in the late 90s. I was working for an IT recruiter, one of the biggest at the time. We had just fitted a firewall for the first time, shows how long ago, that logged all users browsing. 
I was called into my manager's office thinking the worst, but was happily told that I needed to have a word with the owner of the company. The reason I had to have a word was because A. The senior IT staff couldn't stop laughing. B. They thought it was funny to send me. And C. I had been there only a few months. So it was I that had to go and tell someone that was, at the time, 100% richest people list that he had to stop browsing his very special interest sites during the day on his work computer as IT was flagged every time he visited one. He took it on the chin, laughed and asked if I'd got the short straw and let me on my way. <laughs> oh my God, he blew it off? I guess if you own the company, who cares? You know, what are you gonna do? You gonna fire me? Still strange at that time that he wouldn't think that anybody would find out, but whatever. DR room plus whole building hot water leak equals bad. So I worked in a local government in the UK and where I worked we had two main buildings. Building 2 had a nuclear bunker under it which also had some other rooms all around it. Oh, and the whole building's heating slash hot water system. Some of these extra rooms were doing nothing so got chosen as a DR for the IT stuff that was all in the building 1. 100,000 pounds is roughly the cost to get it done including the fiber links etc. Anyway, one day I got in to be told the heating system had ruptured and please could we all run down there as it was flooding. So me and six colleagues using nothing but brooms had to stand in a few centimeters of close to boiling water and sweep said water away from the server room for an hour or two. I think we managed to keep all the kits safe though and they did buy us all new shoes as ours were boiled to death. Who exactly did the risk management? That's what I want to know. 100,000 of kit next to an aging hot water system? Really? Fun fact about the nuclear bunker. If a nuke hit the nearest very big city, the idea is that someone starts filling the water reserve with fresh water for the people to have whilst in there. But we were told with authority that there was nowhere near enough time for that to be done before the shockwave and fallout hit. So basically, utterly pointless room that they kept stocked with food, just in case. Well, as much as I hate to say it, <laughs> it's not totally purposeless. Um, setting up rooms like this, if, if something hits another city further away and it gives you time, great. You've got some possibility of a usable space with fresh water and provisions, but uh, if it does hit the next closest city to you, um, at least it keeps people busy and out of a panic because there's nothing worse than having people in a panic, honestly, um, no matter what the outcome is going to be. Having them run around injuring themselves and doing dumb things, no matter what, isn't going to end well, even if things aren't going to end well, if you know what I mean. It sounds strange, but it's true. It's the same reason the government usually won't let you know if there's imminent danger in your city because the only thing that's going to happen is you're better off staying in place in most cases because the only thing that's going to happen is all the roads are going to get clogged, hurt or injured, uh, go after each other. It's just going to create more problems for the infrastructure in the end. So, yeah, it's, you know, I'm not against secrecy, but at the same time, I'm not for having people panic like that. It just doesn't do any good. Just like that other story. You know, it's not that I don't care. But why panic? It doesn't help anything, so. You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.